Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 78 of Those Muckrakers. I'm Pete. And I'm Pat. And I am horribly depressed to be back in New York City. I really didn't realize when I was on vacation forever in North Carolina just how depressing the city is and has just beaten me down into just like, ugh. I still stand by it's because when you were down south, you had a pet rooster for a few days. So I think that if you would just take like a sheet of paper and cut out a paper comb for your cat back in New York, put it on his head, you would feel right back, right back home again. It would be so cool watching the kitty walk around fluffing his um, feather fur. I like that rooster. Uh, he was an asshole, but he was funny. Um, and yeah, also, as are, was... as are many roosters. Asshole, everybody that was living there kept trying to kill him, and he's just like, he won't die. He'll play dead for a minute, and he'll jump up and go, bah, 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 and like run away. Right, so Peter attempted to communicate with him by uh, running scared from him several times. No, it was, he, it, was cool. it, was, it was once, and he tried to attack me while I was on the phone with you. And yeah, so then I decided wonderful. to... I, I, I called Peter one morning, like too early for him to uh, really be fully cognizant of the day. So he wanders outside. And just while I hear him stumbling around on the front porch, suddenly there's like a scuffle and a flurry of feathers, sound effects that, that just sort of shoots up. And Peter's like, ah! And then... And then Peter's like running around the side of the house to duck under a fence or whatever he did. No, I ran to my car to get a baseball bat, but I didn't have my keys. So then you were locked out of your car and a rooster was between you and the house. Why do you always turn this into like I was running scared? I was running, I was outside in shorts and no <laughs> shoes. He came to the party with like little foot knives. I was trying to even the score. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. And if anyone's wondering, no, Peter's not going to hit the chicken with a bat, but you can like poke him away and keep him from getting close to you. Close yeah. enough to uh, to scratch and peck and they already tried, with their wings. They already tried to hit him with like a lead pipe and he didn't die. Twice. Uh, poor rooster. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's why that's why he's so upset now. Well, then he should stop attacking people and maybe move on to another front yard. Anyway, I liked him. We named him <laughs> we named him Poultry Pot. It was fun. I realized that his greatest fear is the blanket I used to try to catch him with. So, uh, if anyone's unaware, when uh, roosters are like saying that they're gonna fight you, they pop up their little neck umbrellas because they have like feathers on their neck that comes up like an umbrella, right? And Peter imitated this by throwing up a giant blanket. And so in the rooster's mind, Peter had just unfurled the world's greatest neck umbrella. And it ran off screaming. Going, well, bark, bark, bark. They also, when they're going to attack you, it's cool. They do a weird little dance with a wing and their little feet like they're revving up. Yeah, they sort of walk at you sideways and goes. Yeah, it's super cute. Um, I just So I, I, I would walk to my car with a broom just in case because he snuck around and tried to attack me when I thought he was gone. They're stealthy creatures. Yeah, I didn't know they were stealthy. I thought they I thought they were all about that. I didn't realize they would sneak to attack you. It depends. Like, you were clearly hard to kill, so he had to, you know, use more um, tactical measures. If I had just laid there motionless on the grass, would he, what would he have done? Uh, well, they're like T-Rexes, and they got to see you moving to know that you're there. I mean, if you're running from him and you just stop, he's still going forward and he'll get you. But if he doesn't see you moving, he doesn't know you're there to begin with. So, if, so I just you know, laid... if, you're just, if you're just laying there and he walks by, he'd never notice you. Oh, nice. I should have done that so I could have jumped up and grabbed him and then taken him home with me. Oh, then he could have had a rooster. He's he, also... He could, he could sleep in your ex's room. He's also a weird rooster because uh, I thought they perched in bushes. So the morning I left, it was like five in the morning, I wanted to see where he was. And he was just laid out on top of a bush like a dead bird. Yeah, not, not under the bush or inside of it or anything, just straight across the top of it. Just on top of some shrubbery, just like this is where I lay. Uh, sometimes uh, chickens will sleep up on branches in the wild, but usually they just prefer higher ground. I don't know why he was laying out like that. That's sort of weird. Pro probably because he would sink if he just sat on it normally. So he's oh, I, just like I, trying to distribute his weight. Well, I thought he was going to try to get in the bush, but no doubt. <laughs> just gave up halfway through, went to sleep. So uh, for this Possibly. week's episode, in the uh, in the big news, we're gonna get to the Mueller testimony, which was fucking ugh. Um, but uh, I wanted to go with this this news story I read first, and I'm still confused by this. Okay. Um, so hold on, I want to start it out the uh, the right way. Hang on. Uh, so this guy, uh, damn it, this is the wrong. This is the right news story, but they don't they they started out with the end instead of the beginning. Then I'll um, buy you some time and say, speaking of the right way, we will be talking about new books we'll be writing later on in this podcast. That's a teaser. Stay tuned. 
So basically, this guy went missing. I think it was, uh, was it 25 years ago. Um, he sure. was he was a grocery store employee. Uh, yeah, so he just he just disappeared. He was having like mental, uh, he's like having a mental breakdown. He'd start to hear voices and stuff. Cool. Uh, so yeah, he ran out of his house one day with no keys, no wallet, no shoes, and they never saw him again. Well, that's one way to disappear. Yeah. I mean, I've worked at grocery stores before, so I can empathize. I can definitely understand the um, the impulse to just run away, like, naked into the woods and never be seen again. Because it's often better than having to face one more day at a, a job like that. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I'd rather live in the woods, too. There we go. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has it. So, uh, Larry uh, Ellie Murillo uh, Moncada... Uh, he worked at the No Frills Supermarket and vanished in 2009. Uh, his parents filed a missing persons report, uh, and then like, yeah, because he fled in a he fled in a, in, a, in a snowstorm, so just gone, right? Right. Ten years. Well, uh, they found him uh, at the grocery store he worked at. He's just been there the whole time. It's the last place they would think to look. Right. Uh, he fell down behind some coolers. Uh, and died. What? He became a skeleton? Uh, like, I, he, he died back there ten years ago and is now a skeleton, is what I mean? I guess so. Or um, was he, Or was he like, coming back there to plunder and just died recently? No, he was having mental issues, and so, like, he worked there, and they said he would often crawl up on top of the coolers. Um, they say at the time he ran out, he was upset, and he was acting irrationally, possibly because of medication... So they think uh, he went to the supermarket, climbed on top of the coolers, and the space was used for storage, uh, and uh, he fell 12 feet behind the coolers, mm. and then nobody found him for 10 years. They didn't notice the Oh, I guess if it's a cooler, then you might not notice the smell. Well, they said they couldn't hear the screams. I couldn't believe that nobody smelled him in a grocery store for 10 years. But it's the if it's the cooler, then it might be too cold for the... You know, for him to really rot properly. So you think that or mummified fat, him? Rot you, you think yeah, yeah, being, I think. I don't know. It's pretty hot, but he didn't fall in the cooler. He fell behind it with all the fans and dust bunnies and stuff. Mm. Yeah, said he should have noticed something. said he fell into the 18-inch gap between... Uh, I don't need this advertisement. Sorry. It <laughs> started playing a really, really loud advertisement, and I'm like, go away. Uh, he fell between an 18-inch gap between the back of the cooler and a wall where he became trapped. The compressors may have concealed any attempts to call for help. An autopsy found no signs of trauma. The case has been deemed an accidental death. So he didn't even die when he fell. Oh, no. he, died, he died slowly of dehydration behind these coolers. Yeah, I realized that when it said no trauma. I was like, oh, that's... Mm, so that's yeah. That really sucks because <laughs> could you imagine you're so close to uh, liquid refreshment, like right there in the cooler, get it, put it on the, the thing that's slowly cooking you, the, the vents or whatever, and then you can thaw out some, uh, some beverage to drink. It's right there, but you can't reach it because there's refrigerator between you and it. Well, also, if he was in an altered mental state, who knows how that played into his, you know, his thinking. Oh, I don't know. Uh, that's that's an awful way to go. Just pin behind the freezer until you uh, dehydrate. At least well, dehydration only takes a few days. Well, they didn't I mean, that's, find him. That's the only they, advantage. They only found him because workers were moving shelves uh, because the No Frill Supermarket, I guess, closed down at some point. Uh, and when they were moving shelves, they found his body. Huh. Well, I guess he can finally um, leave work. Yeah, you know, I've worked a lot of places, and I don't think any of them are a place I'd be like, I'd be okay dying here. <laughs> yeah. With the exception of, like, the maybe the fire department. that's That was part of the job, so I was never like, I don't want to die here! But everywhere else, I'm like, uh, I don't want to die while restocking shelves. That seems worse than anything. Yep, yep. As a firefighter, you never know when a piano might come crashing down but well at least in a as a firefighter you die in interesting places and then they will find you yeah yeah because they're actually looking around it at that point and if you go missing someone would be like oh is peter on the job today well i could have swore i saw him go in but now he's nowhere to be seen so i guess he didn't come to work well hopefully they wouldn't get back in the fire truck and be like what are we one <laughs> short oh well <laughs> that's uh <laughs> What do we have? Ah. What do we have for supper tonight? Meatloaf, sweet. 
man, t t too bad Peter didn't come to work today. He would have he would have loved meatloaf. That's like his favorite. That's weird. His oxygen bottle's missing. Huh. <laughs> Strange. So, so, so. So weird, so weird. You know, his civilian clothes, I found them back at his uh, station bunker, wherever he slept. Yeah, his uh, bed's his bed's made up and everything. His car's in the parking lot. Weird. Oh, yeah, huh, that's so strange. Yeah. You no, know, he has he called in sick? No? Okay. Mm. I'm still just stuck about the smell, dude. What kind of grocery store you're... Because I don't care what you say, like a dead body like puts <laughs> off a really bad smell. I like the picture. It's like one of the ones that Wesley works at, and he's like, oh, I don't like this. It smells like my dad in here. Oh. When I worked at the hotel years ago, this guy who was an ex-army ranger went missing, and they thought he got kidnapped. But turns out he went to a party at the hotel, got real drunk, and they kicked him out. So he climbed back over a balcony and broke back into the hotel. But he snuck into, like, the uh, engineering room and crawled into an air vent, and while feeling around, got his arm chopped off. Jeez. And then just bled to death in the air vent. And so they didn't find him for like two weeks. And they noticed there was a really bad smell in some of the rooms. So the head of maintenance like went to like go put like, I guess, smelling good stuff in the air vents. And then when he opened up the vent, they said he just, all they heard on the radio was screaming. <laughs> it's like a horror movie whenever you suddenly see a skeleton man coming at you. Last I heard, the family was still embroiled, embroiled in a lawsuit with the... Um, hotel for like negligence but i go well if they kicked him out and he still broke back in and then got killed i don't know how you're going to say that the hotel was negligent yeah also um that's something we really need to teach people that um movies are wrong whenever they show air vents as being like a secret passageway between uh between rooms they're not it's an air vent also you, most you, of them you don't will, you, you yeah. don't go climbing through them most of them won't hold human weight uh yeah. but yeah so that yeah that's fucking Negligent. If I was a judge, I'd be like, your son was an asshole. Case dismissed. Clack. <laughs> yep. Uh, so today we have a really, really, a really spicy Dear Amy. Oh, uh, yeah? The title of this one is uh, Ask Amy. Uh, Coworker ponders uh, being terrible about race. Okay. So, Dear Amy, the other day a woman I work with brought in her eight-month-old grandson around the office. He was charming. He was a lovely boy. I mean, he was obviously very proud. She was very proud to show him off. I'm I'm crossing my fingers here that being awful about race means that like she lost the um the five K and is just like a poor sport about it. Come on, let it be about that. But I don't right. think it's gonna be about that. But there's one thing <laughs> I'm struggling with. My coworker who is white had mentioned to me that her grandson's mother is black. Hey, okay. I'm from the Caribbean. We've always had a much more relaxed attitude towards racial mixing. Mixing. I'm biracial myself. The parents of this baby are unmarried and just out of high school, but I don't judge them. What I'm struggling with is that this child doesn't look biracial at all. He is very dark-skinned. Nobody back home would believe for a second that this child has a white parent. But people in America don't seem to be as savvy as we are about these things. I don't know this woman's son and definitely not in any position to suggest a paternity test, but I feel like saying nothing might not be right either. Um, <laughs> she says, am I terrible for thinking this? Uh, Amy... Her response is just, uh, dear worried, um, yes, you're pretty terrible. Couldn't <laughs> <laughs> have said it better myself. I just love it, like, mm, that is not a white baby. Like, come on, dude, fuck off. If, like, you if you under maybe you should go read about some biology. If you understood how, like, uh, recessive uh, genes worked, uh, it's all about the gene mixing, man, like... You know, uh, neither one of my parents had red hair, but, like, my hair and beard both have a reddish tint to it. Does that mean one of them fucked an Irishman? Maybe, but probably not. Maybe, but it's most likely a red herring. That that baby's too dark. Eh, bitch, shut up. Uh, so, um... I hate, I'm sorry, I hate uh, nosy-ass people that are like, I've got to say something. No, you don't. Yeah, right. That, that's another thing. It's like, should, okay, let, let, let's pretend like um, she's right. Should she say anything? No, probably none of her fucking business. I mean, I could understand if both of the parents were white, and you can be like, that is a black child. Um, okay, maybe, but also still, don't. that's not your business to say anything. You don't know. It's not your business. Shut up. Also, they could already be aware of all of this, and they're like, yeah, yeah, none of your business. We actually adopted, so shut up. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that just it's just a weird thing to be like, I've got to tell them that that is not a white baby. What the fuck is wrong with people? I, I don't know. I don't really have too much to add to this other than uh, what what has been said. I, I think, uh, dear, well, is this a Amy or an Abby? This is an Amy. Amy. I think Amy said it best. So yeah, you're, you're that's that's pretty terrible. 
You're fucking horrible. And I like how they tried to pad it with like, I'm from the Caribbean, so it's cool, but still. Fuck you, that's that's the I have a black friend equivalent, you know? I got a black friend, so I can uh I can say terrible things. No, fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I hope your baby I hope your baby comes out with one arm and then someone writes in, Dear Amy, my coworker has a baby with one arm. Now both parents have two arms. Do I tell them that maybe that's not their baby? <laughs> It's like uh, it's like this story I heard recently uh, that happened, um, I guess, in Georgia at a Publix. Uh, this woman, and I'm doing this from memory, uh, this woman uh, was like, I guess she was pregnant and she was shopping and she was checking out in the 10 items or less line. Right. Had way more than uh, had way more than like 10 items. Uh, there were other aisles open. So this this uh, other guy, she was black. The guy was Cuban, I guess, but she thought he was white. Anyway, so he goes and talks to the public's employees, and he's like, can you tell her she can't use the checkout line if she's got more than 10 items? And they're like, yeah, we can't say anything. It's corporate policy. But they're like, but you can if you want. So he's like, all right. And he goes to leave, and then he just comes back in, and he just is like, you know, you're being real selfish. You can't do that. And she was like, I'm pregnant. And he's like, doesn't matter. You're just being a selfish bitch. I'm, as soon as she said I'm pregnant, I'd be like, oh, okay, then. Well, well, yeah, first of all, I wouldn't say anything to begin with. Second, because yeah. I, I don't care. Well, but then second, it... secondly, if um, if I did say something and she's like, I'm pregnant, I'd be like, oh, okay. You've, you're, you've got enough on your plate then. Then it blew up because then she said that he was being racist and it was like because of Trump and that like, uh, you know, he told her to go back where she came from. And the guy was like, what? No, I just called her a bitch. <laughs> And it was just one of those things where, like, everybody's kind of in the wrong. Don't be a dick and use the express checkout line if you don't have an express checkout. But also, don't say some shit to somebody at the fucking checkout. Go fuck yourself, old man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is what he said racially motivated? I don't know. This is... I don't know, man. about that seems overtly I call people, racist to me, but I, I, I don't... I call people bitches and assholes all the fucking time. Just driving to the grocery store today, I probably called four or five different people of just a a rainbow of ethnicities, fucking assholes and everything else for the way they drive. And it wasn't racially targeted. It was just you're being an asshole. Um, but also, uh, you know, fuck him, because at the same time, I wasn't going to follow them and then go, hey, your driving was really bad. You know that? Like, fuck you. Yep, yep, Peter, what, what you said was really, really racist to that guy. What was his ethnicity again? Need to make sure what you said was racist. Yeah, I just don't like that we have a, like, and I, I do agree that there's a lot of racial injustice in the country, but also, like, I don't think you need to have a fucking Lowe's yeah. home improvement paint swatch thing, you know, where you can compare colors and go... Like in I... that Family Guy meme. Yeah, be like, can I call this person an asshole? No, fuck it, an asshole's an asshole. Fucking, listen, guys... Don't use the express checkout if you don't have express stuff. That's you're you're making society worse. I'm still gonna be on her side and say I don't care about those um ten items or less things because I'm not a racist, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> we should just call this Pete and Social Justice Warrior Pat. Social Justice. I just Pat. I don't I don't really like don't I just I'm a big fan in the store of just like don't talk to people unless you have a compelling reason to talk to them. You know what I mean? Because uh, technically that, yeah. technically. Uh, if you want to go in the 10 items or less line, you can go through, I heard a comedian say, you can go through that bitch with like 10 mattresses. Uh, speaking of don't talk to people, if you, um, if you don't have to, I went to, um, order some barbecue the other day, right? And I was sitting there on the bench waiting for my order to get finished. And there was uh, a lady sitting near me also waiting for her order. And she starts talking to me. Uh, it's an older lady. This isn't like she's flirting or anything, right? She's just like, oh, it sure is hot in here today. I'm like, yep, yep, you sure are talking in here today. Okay, so with conversation, I don't mind if it's about... Like, I talked to a crossing guard today when I was walking to the laundromat. But I was just asking, I was like, is middle school back in yet? Because I know high school's not, right? She's a crossing guard, right? Information was exchanged. I just don't like pedantic, like... Boy, the sun sure is orbiting the Earth 93 million miles away. Like, uh, yeah, the, the conversation was, it's hot in here, the sun's shining through the window, I think that there's something wrong with the AC, when do you think they're going to fix the AC? Those were all of her comments. I don't like, work yeah, here. I don't know. <laughs> That's uh. like, and I don't mean don't have conversation with people, but just don't have stupid conversation. I was at Wendy's the other I, day. I, I will go, on a, go out on a limb and say, don't have conversations with people. People are unpleasant. Uh, they don't want to talk to you, you don't want to talk to them. Just everyone keep to yourself and wait to die. 
Well, like, uh, I was at Wendy's the other day. It was like they had just opened, and I was like the first customer. Only person that's not in a Wendy's uniform in the building. Order my food, <laughs> sit down. Uh, it's ready. They call me. And another weird couple had walked in. It was like a older couple. And the lady goes, oh, I guess those are yours. And I'm like, yeah. What? Because I'm the yeah. only, I'm the nuggets. I'm the only one in here. Why are you, <laughs> why are you talking to me right now? Go away. And I know this I, makes me seem weird and rude, but it's just unnecessary. I, I, I'm very polite to their face, but internally I'm like, oh, oh. it's just, I, it's, it's, it's the worst. I don't like hall monitors. That, and that's what this guy is. You know what I mean? People that are like, ooh, that, teacher, he's got 11 items and it's the 10 items or last line. Man, I want to give all those people a wedgie. You got 12 items. Ooh, I'm tailing. It's like, oh my God. You know what I would have done? I would have just taken my extra Giving items. Giving him a wedgie. And, I would have taken my extra items and just started pelting him with them. <laughs> hey, do I got 10 now? Do I got 10 now? But also. Got 10 now. And maybe, maybe it's a New York thing, but people that do little shit like that, especially in bigger cities, like it adds up. You know what I mean? Like, I guess in this Publix, it looked like there were other aisles open, so it really doesn't matter. But, like, in New York, those those fucking wrenches in the machine fuck everyone. Right. That, um, like, that's what I was picturing, right? Is, like, a bunch of open aisles, no one else is waiting in line, uh, plenty of other options for people that are coming by, no one else is checking out anyway, and he decides to uh, give her grief over right. her uh, it's these, these, that, these... That's what I was picturing. Yeah, these people if had it, this... If she this... had, like... 50 60 items and it, the line was just like out the door behind her then maybe i could see him saying something because yeah, at that, that yeah. point he's performing a, a public service yeah but it just it really doesn't matter and it's like it's the store's place to enforce their rules it's not yours it's just this kind of just like yeah i'm the john wayne of stupid little things that don't matter and i'm gonna tell people what it's worth pilgrim like man and the like, I, I just do a thing where uh, uh, when people are fucking up and they are slowing me down, I just walk up behind them and I just go, get the fuck out of the way! <laughs> That's my thing. I called a French person a hot dog eating motherfucker one time. They Are they known for hot dogs? No, no, no. They were just French. Like, I hate tourists in New York because they just like, they're like, ah, we will just uh, stand in the way and uh, be really annoying. Um, <laughs> And so they were just, like, standing in the middle of a sidewalk, just like, and now I will eat this American hot dog. And I went, get uh, the so fuck he... out of the way, you hot dog-eating motherfucker. So he actually had a hot dog. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to so, pick so it's some... not like a French stereotype. No, no, no. I like to pick something that somebody's so doing. Do. I like then... my wine and cheese and my hot dog. I like to just pick something that somebody's doing and use that to insult them <laughs> with. Uh, yeah, sorry. We went off way on a rant about that. So uh, the next one is... This is another one. These these make me so mad today. These have been some really good Dear Amy's. Uh, this is a Dear Abby. And it says, Daughter in bedroom next door frowns on mom's relationship. Uh, okay, then. So, Dear Abby, I am a 54-year-old single woman who recently started dating again after four years of total abstinence. My okay. two adult daughters, ages 18 and 22, remember those numbers, that's going to be real important. Uh, they live at home with me. My dilemma, I am smitten, to say the least, with an attractive, supportive, and very loving man. I've invited him over and introduced him to the girls, which went well until the other night, when my 22-year-old overheard us being intimate. Her bedroom is next to mine. There was no screaming or anything lewd, no nudity or PDA, but I just, I happen to have a slightly noisy bed. Now she refuses to sleep in her room and sent me a text telling me she wants to live with her dad because she thinks it's disgusting. I'm not sure how to feel. On one hand, I think she needs to grow up, but at the same time, I don't want to be the cause of her discomfort. I explain, I... I explain to her I'm happy after being alone for so long and perhaps she should be happy for me. My partner thinks she's jealous of our new relationship. The 18-year-old couldn't care less. My question is, am I behaving inappropriately? Don't I have just as much right to enjoy my home as they do? Uh, no, she's 22. She can move out if she doesn't. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, man, you're 22, and you're like, Ugh, my parents have sex. I'm going to go live with dad. I'd be like, go live with your fucking dad. Fucking God. Pay some goddamn rent, you deadbeat. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> if it was like keeping me up at night regularly, I would just move to a different room in the house. But... Sit on the couch, something, or I would just make sex yeah. noises. You know, it's, I just, you know, you're 22. You're an adult fuck off like that made me so angry like they're 18 and 22 like dude if you don't know your parents fuck and if you don't have the decency to respect your parents sacrifice to raise you 
Oh, fuck you, man. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that is... That's all I gotta say about that. I think I would just move all of her shit out on the uh, line. And then she'd come <laughs> back and she'd be like, what's this? And I'm like, I bet you can't hear me fucking out here. And then I would shut the door and start fucking. Um, um, you'll shut the door and start fucking on the uh, furniture that you just moved out to the yard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just, in the house, I'd be like, yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Um, I did, and I feel bad about this, I did once have intentionally loud sex just to make some roommates uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> but that's because they had told, they had talked, they, before I did that, they had said something shitty about me having sex in my room, and it's my room, because they like to hang out in the living room. So, like, I was just like, yeah, bam, bam, <laughs> like, <laughs> girlfriend, so I was like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, you, I'm doing you, yeah! <laughs> oh, so loud! <laughs> Loud noises, just banging on the wall. Ah, it helps me keep my tempo. I, I just got turned to it. have good rhythm. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Just banging on the walls while you do it. Just fucking yelling out shit from a Full Metal Jacket. Choke yourself with my hand. <laughs> Let me see your war face. Um, but yeah, uh, God, that just—I don't know why that particularly made me mad. It's just like. You're living at your parents' house, and I doubt you pay rent, and you're like, I don't like that mom's fucking someone. Well, she fucking raised you and was abstinent for four years. Piss off. Yeah. Yeah, I'd start having sex even harder. Just to... Uh, her, par- her mom said that she wasn't a screamer. Well, maybe it's time to become one. Right? It's time to really explore your sexuality. Maybe get you a... Uh, you know, a one of those uh, fetish site accounts. You know, just start, just, just have your, have yeah. your. Du- <laughs> my, my my daughter thought that I was loud in my room until I invited the horse in, and now she doesn't <laughs> think that I'm the loud one. <laughs> just like have your daughter see you walking to your room in like a full latex bodysuit. You know, <laughs> with like the um the the gimp ball already in your mouth. Yeah, the like gag ball. In. Yeah, man, like, you can. Like, just look into a room and say, Daughter, I'm going to... And she's like, what? And then you, like, zip the mask up and then, like, step away. She's like, ah, oh, mom! <laughs> just lead a series of small farm animals into your room without an explanation. <laughs> What's mom doing with all those goats? <laughs> Making you a new sibling, that's what. Nothing too bad. <laughs> but yeah, that just that that oh man, like that really like that really grinded my gears. I'm like, fuck this lady. Yeah. Yeah, so fucking respect your parents need to have sex. They're human beings too. I think too often we think that our parents must be these like, you know, celibate like individuals like, oh parents having sex. Ah it's like, yeah, no one wants to fucking picture or participate, but like it happened. You're here. I have fake news. <laughs> Pat, Pat just goes full Donald Trump and he's like, no, totally fake news. CNN and Jim Acosta, nope, totally wrong. You know, no sex, no collusion. <laughs> that lying Anderson Cooper, okay, never happened. My parents never sexually colluded, okay? <laughs> this is a witch hunt, all right? One big witch hunt by the biased 14 Democrats. But, uh, yeah, so the big news today, oh, God. So I was driving back from North Carolina, and I got to listen to a lot of the Mueller testimony. And, uh, you know, I guess because of the pictures and stuff and the reason, like, you know, Mueller's been very, like, you know, uh, he's been very laconic and, like, doesn't say a lot of words. I didn't realize he was just a doddering old man. He comes off that way. I think that it is possible that he might just have, like, um, performance anxiety whenever he gets in yeah, front of a crowd. I mean, it would be hard if you're just, like, in a room and Congress is just firing questions at you. Uh, uh, maybe... he's, not, he's not used to doing public speeches. He avoids yeah. them like the plague. It could be because he has social anxiety maybe, or something. I maybe, don't know. Maybe he's like but... Columbo, and it's like, a, uh, it's like an affectation where he's like, oh, ah, just one more thing. I solved the crime, you know? It definitely seems like it's possible that Michael Moore called it, and Mueller really is just like a senile old fool that does barely knows where he is. He's not that familiar with his own case. Like, I know that that's like partially propaganda from from the right to say, oh, he doesn't know his own case, so nothing to see here. But at the same time, it sort of comes off that way, doesn't it? Well, like, no, that, that's... yes and no. You could argue that way. You could argue the way, like... 
there was other stuff not case related that they asked him they were like and what president appointed you and he was like uh i think it was bush and they go uh, actually in my notes it was reagan and he was like oh ha, ha, ha. like he just seemed like an affable old man maybe he's a hell of a prosecutor behind the scenes but it just didn't and also i it was pointless anyway because he did what i thought he was going to do when they would ask him a question he'd be like well it, 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 my report speaks for itself but, but his report doesn't speak for itself because nobody reads. So he's the one that needs to come out there and actually tell people what the highlights are. Well, the he thing... needs to actually put it out in bite-sized chunks for people to understand. And whatever they said, could you just tell us in plain English what your report says? He just sort of babbles a bit and like coughs halfway through it and he stutters I would, through a word. And it's like, I, oh, would, I, would even, I would even argue this. His job is to put together a report. It is Congress's job to act on it and draw a conclusion so they're playing a game a hot potato where they're like oh we need yeah. Mueller to impeach him and Mueller's like that's not my job and they're like but come on Mueller won't you yes. just say it it feels good come on say it impeachment hey, this say is definitely it. political hot potato because anyone that comes forward knows that they're going to get dogpiled on because like they're the, worried that the one if they try to... to come out against uh, what was the guy's name that actually um said maybe we should impeach Trump the one Republican that did it Every other Republican instantly turned against him. And they were all like, kill him! Yeah, I can't remember the guy's name, but like, yeah, so it's just... So they're trying to push it off on their own so they can be like, well, like Mueller says we have to impeach, I guess we should have to do it. It's dumb. It's like Congress needs to do its job and either decide to more move forward with impeachment or not and shut the fuck up about it. Like, uh, it's the same reason why I disagree with it, but I also understand it, the same reason why President Ford pardoned Nixon. Mm-hmm. Because they were going to go after him, and that, that, that political trial was going to last indefinitely, and it was going to keep the nation divided. So Ford was like, I pardoned him. Boom. Bing, bang, boom. Thing done. Over. So, Which instantly turned um, Ford's presidency into a lame duck presidency. He wasn't able to do anything else, and then he lost the next election go-around. Right, but at least it kind of... He wanted to move past it, and I think he... Agree or disagree, I think he made the right decision for his position in that time is like, I, we have then, to go yeah, forward. Yeah, I've, I've always agreed with that because my original thinking was that the president needs to be um, somewhat free from consequences so that they can do what they feel is right yeah. for the nation. But what I never anticipated is, well, maybe uh, they don't care about what's right for the nation and so they I just think, want to do whatever. Should, so we, um, the investigation, tell, should we advertise to other people that it's okay to do this? So the investigation has gotten to the point where I think it's like, I didn't want him to call, I thought calling him to testify was a stupid thing. I didn't think he was suddenly going to be real like, well, let me open up to you and really tell you my thoughts. You know what I mean? At, like, at, at end of the day, I think that it's good because it puts a lot of the um, bullet points of the Mueller testimony uh, into official congressional record, more so yeah. than just the Mueller report, but in a separate way. Right. So if they have like other things, once they get more and more congressional records on the books, then they might be able to actually start a, um, an inquiry, an impeachment we're, inquiry. We're at the point now where I don't, I can't even imagine us moving forward to impeachment because it's getting, no, so we're, close. It's, it's never going to happen. So impeachment. Yeah. I hate to say it, but I feel like impeachment's dead. The only way to solve this thing is in the ballot box, you know, in the next it's election. It's possible he'll do something else so much worse that they'll like fast track impeachment. But most likely, if he does something else that's even worse than he's already done, they would just appoint another special prosecutor. And we've already seen how long that takes. And this it'll is, never be done in time. And this is why it makes me mad that they conducted it the way they did. It was just everybody giving their talking points, and then like both sides were just like fucking sucking Mueller's dick, fucking dick and balls in the mouth. Like, thank you for your service. You, you served in Vietnam, and ah, uh, like, yeah, but like, they, uh, I was just gonna say it was horrific what I did hear of it because both sides did did terribly. Like the Republicans, of course, had their um, it was slant. It they was, wanted to do. It was they, they had their narrative to try and like dismantle the Mueller report and pretend like uh, that it's the oranges of the report that we need to be looking at. Right. It was twelve angry Democrats and just a handful of biased FBI agents. Yeah, that's that's just the narrative they're trying to push. But the Democrats, on the other hand, were more concerned about virtue signaling than yeah. actually asking good it, questions. It was like a high school production of a Shakespeare play. And everyone's like, oh, is this my line? Ah! Uh, and so, tis, tis true, my lord, the origins of the report were negative. And, like, it just, it was just, like, rehearsed lines, man. It was such bullshit. And it created so much static. 
everyone missed the most important part of the whole thing. You know what that was? Yes, but go ahead. That the Russians did interfere with the election, and they are continuing to interfere, and they are ramping up efforts to interfere in the next election. That's the <laughs> fucking news that everyone buried! Because they just, because yeah. they wanted Mueller to say the word impeachment. Yeah, you know... I will say that uh, I thought that the most important takeaway was whenever they asked him, you know, so after he is out of office, can he be arrested? And Mueller said, yes, yes. Then he can be charged as soon as he's out of office based on my findings. And they sort of like moved over that really quickly. But also Mueller did say whenever they said, is it just a one-off thing that the Russians did? Mm -mm. Or is it a continuous effort? Mueller said they're doing it right now as we speak. Yeah. And uh, then everybody, <laughs> then everybody started short circuiting and speaking in Russian, and you're like, "It's happening now!" And uh, I mean, even today, look at what happened right after the uh, Mueller testimony. Um, stuff about Hillary Clinton is trending all over Twitter. The Hillary body count. Can't we um, just propaganda? Can't we just come together as a nation to hate the Russians again? I would like that a lot. I'd, you know, I think it would be great if we were just like, "Man, you're racist." And uh, I'm real liberal, but I tell you what, I sure don't like the Russians fucking with our democracy. Fuck yeah. And then we cock shotguns and, you know. Start well, what's another... going to happen is they're going to have, the Russians are going to have to come out in favor of a democratic president. And then, of course, the, uh, the GOP is going to hate it then and the Dems will do the right thing. And finally, we can all be on the same page again. <laughs> or the, or we'll get the fucking Venturian Democrat candidate that like. Because here's how they fucked up, man. If the Russians backed a guy who virtue signals, like if they backed a fake, you know, ultra-woke, whatever, even if the policies were atrocious... Cough, uh, bring Sanders cough. <laughs> yeah, we fucking... The Manchurian Sanders candidate. That's... that We've talked about before. That's my fear is like, after Trump, we'll get like... We'll get Obama 2.0, but he'll be backed by the Russians and everyone will be like, you know, uh, oh, he's fucking great. Like... You know, say what you will about Obama. I disagreed strongly with his immigration policies because he started the baby cage thing, and it, I don't let anybody off the hook that's still doing it. But like his immigration policies were that's, atrocious. That, and, that's actually a um, somewhat of a uh, what do you call it uh, a lie? Because uh, George W. Bush started ICE and the baby cages, and right. Obama just didn't ab abolish it. He increased I, it. I, I'm not saying you're lying. I'm just saying I there's have a, seen people push that as a lie, as propaganda to try and... It's but, why it's why I stopped listening to and watching Frontline, because Frontline does these really great investigative journalism pieces that no one else is talking about because they're too busy jerking off over the Malaysian airliner thing. Ugh, yeah. Um, and they talked about Obama's immigration policy, where basically... He went to, like, ICE, and he was like, how much money do you think you need versus how many illegal immigrants? And they gave him a number, and so they start doing their work. And then they realize, uh, whoa, we way overestimated our budget, and we way overestimated the number of people that needed to be deported. And uh, so then what do they do? They can't go back to the president and go, sorry, we asked for too much money. So they had to just ramp up deportation. And then, of course... You know, it's gotten worse with the migrant crisis and stuff like that. So now we have this fucking insane immigration policy. No one's talking about fixing it. Everyone, like... And so... Well, instead was... of talking about fixing it, they're just talking about who started it. And I'm like, it doesn't matter who started it. Trump is the one who can fix it right now. So we need for him to be able to fix it right now because children are dying in baby cages would... right now. It would be like if we got... if Gotham got a retarded Batman. <laughs> It's just like someone's got to save Gotham, and it's just like I'm not, the hero you, I'm not the hero you need, but I'm the hero you're working with, okay? And I know that they said that I let Poison Ivy get away, but that's fake news. And no offense to the mentally handicapped, I don't mean like actually mentally handicapped. I still, from the old school of like, you call people retarded who make stupid decisions who are able to make better decisions. Yeah, uh, we're we're uh, we're. We're the old school type that just see a lot of those words as being synonyms for stupid. Oh, we, can... uh, we like to have progressively better words to call stupid people stupid. whenever they're making really bad decisions that hurt people. In, in my definition, stupid people who are people who make bad decisions who should have known better. Uh, this is this is the reason why we should have never called George W. Bush stupid, because now we don't have a good word for Trump. Because George W. Bush compared to Trump, genius! Right? Well, like fucking we've, genius. We've ruined we've ruined language. You know, we use we overuse yeah. stuff so much. Like one of the arguments like, I got into with a friend was like how we've overused racism and I'm like, maybe, but also there's a lot of racist people out there. 
Right, well, you got to use it at the right time, not when someone tells you to have fewer than 10 items in yeah. the lane, right? You don't use it then, but you're if a, you tell... You're a racist. Uh, no, I just think you're an asshole. Yeah, but, but if you're telling black people to go back to Africa, like certain presidents have recently, maybe that's whenever you should apply the word racist, because then it's accurate. I would like him to go back to any country, honestly. Uh, I'd be pretty happy with that and now we've got so one of the new things we didn't talk about but we've got now is now we have what i believe is the equivalent of english trump running england right now running the uk uh yeah. boris boris johnson I, I, same I, I mentioned that i mentioned that briefly in the uh the mrs b board show same hair we, uh, same hair and everything too like that's the that's i'm like i'm like is russia replacing every western leader with a fucking weird clone with bad hair and makes bad decisions <laughs> Yeah, but Boris is basically like a failed Trump clone. That's how I see him. Is like in the movie Alien Resurrection, Ridley Scott finds like she she discovers spoilers that she's a clone, and then she mean, finds all the failed mean, clones leading mean, up to making the right one. You mean Ellen Ripley, the character, not Ridley Scott, the guy that makes movies? Yes, <laughs> that would have been a very different movie. But so yeah, Ridley finds a clone of herself that uh, begs to be killed. And that's basically what Boris is, except instead of begging Trump to kill him, he's like, help me rule England, okay? I want to be Prime Minister of the UK, okay? Sad. Well, and well, so Trump right did is... that to his failed clone, and now he's ruling, ruling the world. Well, we're about to go into a major Great Depression. Uh, we've talked about it a little bit, but here's the, other, here's the other part of it. So England exiting the uh, European uh, Union. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, how do you think they're going to blame the upcoming Great Depression on Hillary? Mm. I'm sure she had something to do with it, of course. You know, I'm sure it's in those, e it's in those emails. <laughs> it's in the emails. Well, what's going to happen? It's in the server in her basement. Let's get them. What do you mean she doesn't have a basement? Fake news. Well, what's going to happen uh, is, so they've been arguing back and forth over this, like, whatever terms they leave the European Union on, and Boris is now like... I don't care if we have a plan or not. I think it'll all work out. And I heard some... He certainly doesn't plan on um, boring us with the details. I, uh, I heard something the other day that said a uh, England leaving with no deal uh, could not only sink England, but greatly damage the European Union, which could you know start a European recession slash depression. Which yeah, it's like were... a, a hard deadline for uh, end of October, I think, that either they, um, they're out or they can never leave. So yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna find out in the following months just how bad the depression's gonna be. Yay! Mm. Go ahead. And that combined with the United States is not a very strong, not very strong economically right now. Yeah, yeah. The fundamentals of our economy is not our, strong, as uh, yeah. Peter hates to say. Well, everyone likes to go look at the stock market, and I'm like, yeah, that's not that, a great that, indicator. How many yeah, jobs that, do most people have? Uh, the the stock market indicates how um, happy the wealthy overlords are. Oh, they're fucking they're glowing right now. They're delighted. Yeah, uh, but I mean, think about it. Like, could the average person right now, with most jobs, uh, you know, afford a, a home? No, you can't. No, no. Like back in the day, yeah, houses was like something that um, was doable. Like, shoot, go back a hundred years, and you could probably just build it yourself. That was something people could do. Yeah. Nowadays, no, no. There's no. Everyone just wants to be crammed into cities and stacked on top of each other. That's I, the well, way of the I, world. I don't, and I'd like very much to get out of it. I'm telling you, just dress your cat up like a rooster. Even me, <laughs> even me living in New York, uh, making a decent teacher salary, uh, I'm looking at other apartments, and I'm like, well, uh, I could move there, but then I would be eating a lot of rice uh, mm. that I stole from someone else. But, of course, I had to um, find a way to also profit while stealing the rice from them. So I made them pay me to return the rice to them, and then I kept it, and I'm still broke. What am I, a venture capitalist? <laughs> yes. Yeah, but you can, you, you can talk to anybody who's not on the dole, who's not just, like, saying the corporate, uh, the corporate line and understand that, like, things are not good, people are not doing well, and, yeah, it's going to be bad. So we got that to look forward to. Yay! So what's your favorite um, flavor of boot? My favorite flavor of boot, honestly, if we really got to go with it, would probably be the yellow Timberlands. Yeah, I like uh, Alleyway P. Um, well, the thing, about, the thing about the yellow Timberlands is they're made with that, like, nubuck hide, so they're soft enough to chew. And I think that if you took a pair of Timberlands and really just maybe, like, uh, soak the leather strips maybe in, like, some broth, you could probably get it down. 
this is like information that the public needs to know before the next Great Depression. People, to tell your friends to tune into those muckrakers. We will tell them things. Uh, we could. So one of the things we want to do while we got a little bit of time left is uh, we decided to write a series of books this summer. We have no idea uh, what they're going to be about. I mean, they're going to be fiction, of course, because uh, let's face it, nonfiction is too fucking depressing. And yep. uh, one of the things we wanted our listeners to do is send us a short email with something that they would like us to write a uh, fiction book about. It could be a character, it could be a plot device. I know personally, uh, I love stories about immortality, and I always feel I, like they get it wrong. I would be edgy about this because there's a lot of, um, what do you call it, uh, copyright stuff that goes into this. Because <laughs> if, if they can prove that our best-selling book came from an idea of theirs, then suddenly we're in all kinds of legal trouble. So um, well, maybe hey, that's... you should uh, you should write into this, but we cannot officially formally say anything about um, we we can't name you whenever we're talking about it. I would even so, so so you have to do this out the out of the kindness of your heart, or I'll tell you what um, it could be a contest. If people actually do this, we'll write you a short story, and it can just be yours. That's true. We can. So whoever writes us the best prompt that we base a store off of, we'll get your own uh, personal autographed uh, version of the story. We're also going to be putting our books up on Amazon, and we'll get you more info when we figure out how to do that. It's going to be amazing. But I always I always like stories about immortality, like vampires and stuff like that, because I always felt like they got exactly what it would be like to live, like, a thousand years just wrong. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be, like... I know that a lot of it is just going to be boredom because you're going to do everything that you care about doing and then everything else is going to just be like weird and stupid to you because you know how as you get older you don't understand the next generation or the next or the next so well, the idea of watching like say a thousand year old vampire still just sort of get along in the general public is sort of like not going to happen I feel like Castlevania has it best when Dracula just sort of locks himself away in his castle alone and doesn't talk to people or do anything. Well, that's what I liked a lot about, uh, I think it was Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunters. There was a great uh, bit in that book about most vampires don't make it past 500 years because they commit suicide because they've done everything. Mm -hmm. I could see that. Um, but yeah, I always found those interesting. Like, what would history look like to you? How would you seek to maybe shape or not shape humanity as time went by? Like, what skills would you get really good at? <laughs> What skill, and then, like, would you, like, become, like, a master chess player, but then forget because you haven't played chess in, like, 300 years, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That can happen. But it also, uh, I guess, depends on what kind of immortality you're talking about. Like, if, you're, if your brain and stuff is not aging, then you should stay young and agile, whereas when other people get old, their brain calcifies and stuff. Yeah, so is it a brain calcifying story, or is it, like, I mean, even if it is a young brain, like, People have terrible memories. Like, there's a whole school of thought in um, in law that is dedicated to just disproving eyewitness testimony well, because uh, even if you just saw something yesterday, odds are you don't remember 95% of what you saw. What I liked was uh, I always liked the Highlander, Highlander thing to where, like, you know, you can be mortally wounded or whatever, but it eventually heals. But I like the idea of if you're like the guys from Highlander and you get, uh, you know, mortally wounded, you basically die and revive. And when you die and revive, all your body processes reset. So your brain, like, if you're like old and you get like shot in the face, uh, you know, almost like the doctor, you so, regenerate. Yeah, I was about to say, so Doctor Who. Basically, Doctor, yeah, you read because I think we go ahead. Originally, um, regeneration was just supposed to make him younger again, yeah. and that's why the the second Doctor looks like he could plausibly theoretically just be what the first doctor looked like as a young man but then of course by the third doctor they had thrown that out the window entirely and just said no no you just become a different person but yeah i think regeneration would be the only way you could write a really good immortality story you'd have to have some kind of regeneration or else you would just yeah become a really annoying morose vampire also so even even if you don't decay let's say you just stay young forever you would end up looking like a vash the stampede because um I mean, he's, I don't know if he's immortal, but he definitely lives a lot longer than humans because he's over 100 whenever from, you see uh, yeah, him in from, Trigun. From Trigun, yeah. Uh, and well, whenever you finally, now he manages to keep his face from getting scarred, but the rest of his body is just torn to hell. Well, he's also, missing an arm. and. It also depends on like how you, you know, like how well you regenerate. Like if you Deadpool it, you know, like Deadpool, you just, everything grows back new. So you wouldn't have any scars. 
and eventually there would just be another one of you running around because there was so many like extra parts to Deadpool that uh, someone was able to put them all together and just grow a new Deadpool. That was the thing I didn't like about the last Deadpool movie was like he's got all these body parts like like his his bottom half it didn't grow a new Deadpool. It uh it whenever that type of stuff happens it just needs more parts. So there's like one primary Deadpool that'll keep regrowing and then like the pieces of Deadpool can be saved up and turned into one. Do they have his whole same, like, thing? Like, are they him? Uh, yeah, but they would need, like, a copy of his head. So his head would have to be, like, get cut in half and cut in half again, and then just, like, take the two extra halves that didn't grow back with the rest of it and stick them together. Does he ever do that in comics? Does, he, the rest of his does body. he create his own Deadpool army by just cutting himself in pieces and then continually making new Deadpools? No, but someone does have, like, a... There is, like, an extra Deadpool in one of the comics. Nice. Well, there's also... He, he doesn't do it. I, that's what I would. I think that's the first thing I would do if I regenerated like that. I would be like, I'm gonna make a couple extra me's. You know, that's something I've been wondering about with um the way pain works. Like, because of course it would be really fucking painful to cut yourself in half, but it doesn't seem to be a deterrent to. Well, so I'm specifically thinking of the cheerleader from Heroes yeah. and how because she instantly healed, she would be willing to put herself through like really traumatic pain. Just because it heals back instantly. So she right. accidentally dropped the car keys in the pot of boiling water. She just sticks her hand in, boils all the skin off, and she takes it out, and it's instantly healed back, and she's fine. I doesn't think, flinch, doesn't react. I think two things happen. Either A, you end up with horribly scarring PTSD from from the pain memories, or because you've been through so much pain and your body and brain regenerate that like pain would... You know, it's like as we go older. You know, when you're a kid, you bumped your head, you cried, but as you're older, you just go, ah, God damn it. Yeah, yeah. So you just be like, ah, that's an arm. That's a leg. Or you would just be like, oh, <laughs> like the pain. <laughs> the pain, the pain, the pain of it all. It could be personality based too, because if you're like Dr. Smith, then yeah. I don't even know who that is. From Lost in Space. Oh, the pain, the pain, the pain of it I, all. I've never watched Lost in Space, and I don't feel bad about that. <laughs> oh, you maniacal medical clankering of clunker and. I can't remember his... He had a lot of insults that was just, you know, you clittering bucket of bolts. Well, Clittering, uh, clattering. <laughs> I think that's... Unless you get anything else, I think that's pretty much our podcast for this week. Uh, do you have any... Is time filled up? Uh, we're close. We're close. Uh, not really. Like, the only thing I had written down is the Mueller report, but it's just like an ellipsis <laughs> under it, so... <laughs> I said Mueller report. Fuck. Um, Bob Barr, uh, Trump's personal defense attorney and also the attorney general of the U.S., is um, he just like turned um, the federal, uh, what do you call it, executions back on. I, I didn't write any notes about this down, so I don't have like the right words for it. But yeah, like the federal government can now execute people, and he's already got five people lined up. So these are people who are removed from society. Well, they're still... And they're, still... they're removed from society. They're going to be locked up forever. They're never going to be able to harm anyone else. And now they're going to be put to death because he said so. Uh, so in IMO, Bob Barr's a killer. Well, there's still problems with that, as the rest of the world and most of these chemical companies don't make the chemicals we need to put people to death anymore. So... Unless we, because like prisons are scrambling to get enough chemicals to carry out their execution. So uh, unless we can find a way to start making the kill you juice, we're going to have to go back to old execution stuff, which I think is fair. I think that if you're going to be executed, you should be given like, uh, you should be given options. You should be given at least three options because I know I don't want to be put to sleep. I'd rather, I'd want to do a firing squad. That would be interesting. Now, being put to sleep there's actually some debate on whether it is painless uh, some yeah. people say no it's excruciatingly painful well i, I just i don't know man i, I would but, either i would either go but because, firing... the, because the person dies you're never able to ask them afterwards i would either go firing squad or i would just do an old-fashioned hanging but i don't want a hood on my no I'm, i would not do hanging oh my god because it might break your neck and then you're still alive uh, if it's if it's done correctly, you die. It snaps your neck pretty yeah, instantaneously. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried about it not being done correctly. Well, if you've ever been strangled, you realize that you don't suffer for long because you just you black out. Like, I've been choked. <laughs> I've been choked enough in my life. I realize you might have like two minutes of like ah, and then you're gone. Uh, just mostly just for the horror factor of like I would want to do it without a hood so I could stare at people as I hung. <laughs> yeah. The um, what are you saying? Just you didn't want to. Oh, I don't want to just be put to sleep in a little room. That's lame. Uh, I also don't want to be electrocuted because that goes—that's gone horribly wrong. What if, right? 
what if they catapulted me out into the ocean, but I also get a parachute, so I have a fighting chance? I don't think that's how executions work. <laughs> that's how my freedom works, is I fly out over the ocean with my successfully deployed air, uh, parachute, deployed at just the right time to fly me off so, to a deserted island. I think here's what they do if you want... If you want coconuts. That, I'll if you want, one Mr. Wilson. If you want that kind of execution, they go, okay, here's what we'll do. We're going to catapult you. Uh, but it's not going to be over the ocean. So you can die by catapult, or you can die by the, you know, uh, you have, like, three other options, but catapult could be on there. Hmm. Would you choose to die by catapult? Could I choose to die by wrestling lions? Um, maybe, but that's going to be expensive because it could hurt the lions, and we have to get them into the, you know, I think I think that leaves it too uncertain. Hmm. What if it's um, eaten by lions, but my hands are bound behind my back so that I can't hit the lion? Mm, we could probably do that, but again, lions are going to be an expense, whereas I think it's cheaper to just launch you on a catapult into the Grand Canyon. I want my kitty. <laughs> so you want to be eaten by lions? Yes, I think so I'll take that. What is So while we're closing off here, uh, we can both share, what is the worst method of execution that you've ever heard of? Um... Uh, the one that uh, I want to say the Russians used to do it, where they would like peel your skin off, cover you with fire ants, and then put your skin back on. I think those were the Native Americans. There was one where they would peel all your skin off and then just force you to run through the woods till you died. Uh, I think the ants would be worse. Just like little things burrowing through me until I um, just... Yeah, I think that's one of the worst ways to go. They had a really good one where they would wrap you in like recent, fresh, wet animal skins, and then the animal skins would dry and just dry, tighten, yeah. and then tighten until they killed you. They'd also do that with rawhide. They they put wet rawhide around your neck and wrist, and as it dried, it just slowly cut off circulation. Actually, you know, I think one of the worst ways is um, the wheel from um, medieval tortures. Which they just... I know, I know, I know. It's been like a lot of those medieval tortures have been disproven, so I don't know if they ever actually. No, used that was it. real. Yeah, they'd spin uh, you around and just beat you with iron bars and break limbs and stuff. Yeah, there'd be like little gaps in the uh, the wheel so that it'd be easier to break your limbs. The rack and was the... pretty bad. The one where they just stretch you till like stuff breaks and pops. Yeah. Although for me personally, one of the most terrifying methods of execution I think had to be uh, burying you up to your neck at low tide. Yeah, or, and then letting the tide. I was thinking yeah. about that one too. Or burying you up to your up to your neck in front of like an anthill and just leaving you there because there's something about being confined like that that makes me super claustrophobic. And I'm like, yeah, I'll take the skin one because I'm at least going to turn around and just start hitting people with my skinless body. Uh, yeah, like that's still like a, the ants with the skin is still like a step up from when they do the same thing but with a rat in a bucket. Oh, that one. You know what? That might be neck and neck with being buried up to your neck at low tide. Is, uh, you know, how, think so? Yeah. I, how, I, how, I, I don't think that's as bad as that. But that's that's just me. That's just me. This is this is uh, your preference here. Well, my preference is just I, I claustrophobia kills me. Yeah, the rat in the bucket was they would lay, they, what was it? They would put a rat in a bucket and put the bucket on your like chest cavity, and then they would heat huh. the other end of the bucket so the rat has no choice but to tunnel out through your body. Yeah, because the, the rat's being cooked alive, so it freaks out, and it will chew straight through you. But no, they do it through your stomach, because the rat couldn't get through your ribs. Um, but does that kill you? I am I mean, they could just do a second rat if the first one didn't work. Uh, we, we, we have plenty of rats! <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awful. That I just The thing about low tide is it, it would actually be kind of nice, because you're just out there watching the ocean while you die. I just don't like being buried like buried up to my neck. Like That, that claustrophobia bothers me. I, hmm. So I guess, you know, buried alive might bother me, but I've seen Kill Bill, so I still believe that I could get out of a coffin where I'd be buried alive. <laughs> you think you could do the one-inch punch successfully that many times? I would do it until my hands broke. Um, but yeah, I guess being buried alive just in a coffin with just like... Uh, actually, you know, I take, it, I take it back. That's the worst thing you could ever do if you wanted to kill me. Put me in a coffin, fully conscious, like close it down, and then just bury me, so I'm just trapped in a... It's not even the dying that bothers me, it's the claustrophobia. Yeah. You know, we are just giving Trump supporters, like, ideas of what to do to us whenever they catch us. Bury me alive? Oh, my my uh, worst... Uh, uh, yeah, all of our worst fears. My worst fear would be banishment. Please don't send me to another country, that would be the worst. My worst fear is death by snoo snoo. There you go. Well, guys, uh, that's it for this episode. Uh, hit him with the socials, Pat. All right, you can find us at 
those muckrakers on Twitter follow us there to see me um, mostly argue with bots because I actually found a new uh, Twitter program recently called uh, botsentinel.com. You can go there and evaluate other accounts to see if that account is a bot or not. So now I can tell whenever I'm wasting my time with people. So that means I'm going to be arguing way less with people on our official Twitter account. If you'd like to email us your story ideas to see what we do with them, do so at those muckrakers at gmail.com all one or word. E- or email us your problems or your stories or your own dear amy's uh do you have a parent that has sex too loud email us and we'll give you advice all right and remember whenever we give you advice follow it to the letter even if you think it's a bad idea but don't actually do that i'm always being sarcastic every time i say this you should probably never listen to us we're just a couple assholes and remember guys just mind your own business because mama don't like tattletales snitches get stitches